friends. As always, I would love to center you with me in this moment to take a couple deep breaths if you haven't yet today, or even if you have, (laughs) to kind of find a little moment of pause as we move into this conversation. I have been so blessed recently by reimagining a morning routine and that beautifully spiraled into also imagining an evening routine. And so I'm just going to share. I invite you to kind of be a witness and I'm just going to share what I've started incorporating into my mornings and evenings and explaining the elements of why I think this has been as helpful as it has. So to center you with me in this moment, I just finished my evening routine for the third night in a row. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but I feel like when you're building new habits, getting like the first couple consecutive days really does make a difference. Um, And I'm feeling excited at the prospect that I feel like I found something that can stick. So day three of the evening routine. Um, And probably, mm, it has been over a month with my morning routine. I don't think it's been a full two months, maybe quite yet. Maybe we're just now beginning to enter the kind of like third month of a consecutive, consistent morning routine. Um, But that's where I'm at. And I share that also because habit building or reimagining what routine or habit can look like, I think always takes a while. And I also think that it always kind of evolves. So I'm not suggesting that the morning routine or evening routine that I've settled into now are like the best or the best for everyone. They're just the best for me right now. And I also recognize that they may not be in the future. So I just finished my evening routine. Yay. For the third day in a row. Extra yay. I am curled up into bed. I have my huge Harry Potter book next to me waiting to be opened after I record this episode. And I have my two dogs on the other side of me. And I have just curled in underneath my comforter, propped up my pillows into my comfortable reading position, and I'm ready to go. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about what my evening routine is. So my evening routine right now is really simple. I find that simplicity really is such a gift to yourself when you're habit building And I am definitely one of those people when I'm reimagining or re-envisioning what something could be, I like to kind of get lost in the details and to sort of highlight or harp on really, really specific elements. But simplicity really is the easiest to be consistent with. And I find in a way also the kindest towards myself by keeping habit goals a little bit vague. Um, it allows for the 
ebb and flow and kind of change that just happens day to day. So for example, with my evening routine, I've enjoyed cleaning up in the evening in such a way that it is less stressful for me to like exit the bedroom and enter the rest of my home. Um, for the two nights that I have done this consistently, this involved me washing all of the dishes that were made throughout the day so that I come out to a sparkling clean kitchen. All the dishes are clean, ready for me to make my breakfast and my morning tea, and the countertops are all cleared off and clean, and um, that feels like a really nice kind of fresh start to my morning. Um, but one of the nights I did not wash the dishes. There weren't a whole lot of dishes made that day for one. And secondly, I decided that the living room area was more important for me to clean and tidy. So I just spent 10 minutes, maybe even less, like straightening pillows, folding the throw blankets and putting them where I wanted them to be making sure the TV remote was back in its little tray, and just little things like that that in general made the room feel less cluttered, less busy. Um, and that that was it. <laughs> so I think many a nights this will look like cleaning the dishes. We do tend to cook a lot of our meals from scratch in this house. Um, but it might not look like that every night. And the more important thing is that I'm I'm taking the time. Like before I brush my teeth and crawl into bed, I'm taking the time to say, okay, like what is beginning to pile up? And can I address that now in such a way that future Abby, future morning Abby, is going to really, really be so grateful that that was taken care of. So this might also be like taking care of the mail, if the mail's piling up. This could look like cleaning out the dog food bowls. I'm not making it any more specific than it needs to be right now. I'm just inviting the opportunity to take care of future Morning Abby. Also because future Morning Abby already has her routine and she really doesn't like that routine to get interrupted now that it's kind of settled and it's been so grounding. So taking care of things like dirty dishes, taking care of things like blankets and pillows strewn all over the place makes a really big mental impact for both me now and for future morning Abby. And that's it. That's my evening routine right now. I make myself a beverage of choice. Tonight it's water. The past couple of nights it's been one hot cup of herbal, very important, decaffeinated tea. And have cleaned up, washed the dishes, straightened the living room, etc. And then have brushed my teeth. And I'm not always in the habit of brushing my teeth. So I'm making it a point that when I like use the bathroom, kind of one final bathroom use before going to bed, that I take the time while I'm in the bathroom, brush my teeth, um, maybe wash my face or brush my hair. Just something that feels loving towards my physical body. So again, it's not always washing my face, but if my face feels dirty, washing my face, it's not always combing my hair. But if I'm noticing my hair is a little wild after the day, taking the time to comb my hair. Um, and then, like I said, brushing my teeth, I am not in the habit of like flossing my teeth or 
I don't know what else, plucking my eyebrows, like whatever other like body maintenance things. I'm, I'm not terribly in the habit of those things. Um, but I, I do make an effort just like I make an effort to clean something in my home for future morning Abby. I make an effort to clean some part of my, um, face, teeth, skin, hair for future Abby. And I kind of just choose intuitively whatever feels like most loving, most accurate in the moment, um, which is frequently like just brushing my teeth and rinsing my face. So after I've taken care of that, I grab that tea that's been steeping and I crawl into bed. I change into my pajamas and I crawl into bed. And then I've been crawling into bed a little bit earlier these days. One, because it's winter and it's really dark out and I start getting sleepy at like five. And then also though, because I do so love to read and I find that reading something kind of fun something that doesn't feel too serious specifically for me something that it is not linked to work so I'd love to read books on like trauma and somatic healing and the history of yoga and meditation and you know everything within that spectrum like everything from you know literal medical textbooks to and like psychology textbooks to stuff by like Elizabeth Gilbert like the whole spectrum of intuition and spirituality and healing and like that is so the uh, I don't know corner of the universe that I enjoy operating in but specifically my reading before bed I invite to be untied to my professional capacity. So recently I've been rereading the Harry Potter series, for example. It feels nostalgic. It, like I kind of already know what's coming. I already know which characters I love and which characters I don't love. Professor Umbridge. Um, <laughs> but it kind of gives me the opportunity to sort of, I'm still reading, which is still an enjoyable hobby of mine but I'm no longer reading where like I have to remember every detail there will be moments where I find myself kind of speed reading through certain chapters to get to my like favorite part of a story or favorite character introduction uh, faster and like that's okay I don't have to remember everything I don't I don't really have to remember anything and so I'm able to read kind of only for the joy of reading I have found that incorporating things that are hobbies in this really like low committal way is actually a really great way to set myself up for commitment. I hope that made sense. I think it does. But essentially, if you are considering also reimagining a routine or habits, might I suggest lovingly that there be some element of joy waiting for you or incorporated into that, integrated into that routine in such a way that you are really giving yourself space to breathe, to process, to do something that you love, but to also do something that you love 
that you're not going to be like tested on to do something that you love, that you're not going to expect yourself to capitalize on, to do something enjoyable, truly just for the sake of like a little non-committal indulgent joy. Um, I do think enjoyment is such a lost skill for us in our in our Western culture so often. And so finding those little pockets of it helps me avoid things like doom scrolling or other bedtime procrastination techniques. Okay, so that's it. A little bit of cleaning of my home, a little bit of cleaning of my face or body, and then crawling into bed, often with a hot cup of tea, if not with a full water bottle, making sure I'm staying hydrated, that I'm literally glowing as I move through this routine and giving myself a couple moments of low expectation enjoyment. My morning routine is a little bit more complex, but it also has been very grounding and centering for me. So one of those things in specific is that I walk my dogs. So when I wake up, I take a couple moments to stretch, to pet my dogs, to say good morning to my spouse. Um, Those moments are really precious to me. I don't think that if you have a partner, precious moments have to be in the morning, but I just find that ours often are. There's like this very kind of primal, again, joy, this, this primal security that I get from like waking up and seeing the most devoted, committed person to ever be in my life laying next to me also waking up. We purposely wake up at the same time. I know not all couples do, but that's something that has worked really well for us. In the past, in my morning routine, I used to get up much earlier than him. And that really just ended up not being sustainable. And I felt like I missed out on some of those precious morning moments. And also it's really hard for him to stay asleep when literally four other living things are getting out of the bed. So to clarify, um, it's my spouse and I, and then we have two dogs and a cat. And often um, throughout the night, the cat kind of comes and goes, which is neither here nor there. But come morning, usually... All three animals are waking me up because they want to be walked and fed. Um, And so by the time you have like four other creatures getting out of your bed, pretty difficult for you to stay in a deep sleep anyway. So I just started getting up at the same time as his alarm. No biggie. Just throwing that out there. If that's been a point of struggle in your own life, it means that I had to sacrifice what I thought my morning routine was going to look like. Because I thought I was going to be that badass woman who gets up early before the rest of her home wakes up and she journals and she sips her tea. And by the way, I do still do those things. I do still journal and sip my tea, but now I just get up at the same time that everything else in the house is like coming alive. And it's kind of a beautiful moment. There's sort of this blooming, this emerging that happens. Um, So we get up and then first things first, I walk the dogs. Sometimes I walk them in my pajamas. Sometimes I walk them in my bedrobe or, or yeah. Is that what it's called? It's not like a bathrobe. It's more like a kimono. <laughs> it is, again, maybe neither here nor there. Um, this time of year, I just throw on snow pants and a jacket over my pajamas and I walk my dogs. So 
I found that sometimes getting dressed was like a hiccup in the way of me like getting up, getting out of bed, getting my day started. And I personally think that part of that was because I really enjoy getting dressed. For me, it is very ritualistic. Um, it, there's a lot of this like kind of choosing my intention, my expression for the day. I'm very expressive with what I wear and how I present myself. And so just having to roll out of bed and put on clothes in order to like walk the dogs and get my morning started was a hindrance for me. So in the reimagining of my morning routine, I said, okay, I don't care if my neighbors see me in sweatpants and a big sweater. Um, I do not care if my neighbors see me in a robe. I have specific clothes like sweatpants and whatnot that I keep near my bed um, that are all like weather appropriate, seasonal appropriate so that I can literally walk my dogs incognito, mostly in my pajamas, um, and, and get my morning started. And then I come back home and I might shed some of those layers, again, especially here in winter. And I start making my tea. I feed my dogs. I make sure my husband's up and in the shower. He usually is, um, but just kind of double checking that he didn't sleep through his alarm. And I do that by going back in the bedroom, and then when I do that, I also take our blankets off of the bed. We sleep with comforters, and I was learning recently that it is best to let your bed cool down before, like, making your bed. And I kind of love the idea of, like, turning down the covers, literally sort of stripping the bed. Um, sometimes I'll add a little bit of room spray, a little bit of lavender spray in the bed while it cools, and... Um, and then we all start munching. Dogs start munching on their breakfast. Cat starts munching on his breakfast. It's during this time that I will wash my face. This again was a really hard thing for me to incorporate in my morning routine for quite some time. And something that I realized is I don't like being wet in the morning. I don't like morning showers. I don't like washing my face in the morning. I don't know why. It just feels very like abrupt and abrasive to me. Maybe it's a neurodivergent thing. I don't even know. Um, I don't even need to know. All I know is that that is not what felt intuitive to me. So I explored different options, different tools. I have since then landed on the dry brush, which is a technique for kind of waking up the face, um, getting some of the blood flowing through the face, supposedly also helping with lymph node drainage. Nothing I say here is like medically um, cross-checked, just saying kind of what it's touted for. But I really like the dry brush because it does like gently exfoliate and kind of massage and wake up my face and I don't have to necessarily wash my face. I do wash my brush um, and I do put a little bit of toner, a little bit of witch hazel on my face after the fact. Um, and that's all I do. So I literally start my morning with like a walk and a massage. Oh, and first things first, both before my walk and then after I get back from my walk, I drink a whole cup of water. I'm not one of those people who's like measuring the ounces that she drinks first thing in the morning that is too rigid to me, but I do make a point to drink until I'm no longer thirsty before going on a walk. And then usually by the time I get back 
from a morning walk again because it's like this first thing I do as I hop out of bed I'm pretty thirsty again and then I'll drink again until I'm not thirsty then I'll get my tea going um, dry brush my face toner my face put on a little bit of deodorant put on a little bit of essential oil or perfume and then I will grab my tea which has been steeping and I will grab my journal and I invite myself I encourage myself to journal a minimum of two pages um that minimum has since increased to three pages because two became really really easy in the morning so now I journal about three to five pages every morning and for me it is a practice of focus it's a practice of inviting my mind to really focus on what I'm wanting to process my journal is you know, about 50% what happened the previous day and what I've been thinking about. And then about 50% my hopes for the upcoming day or things that have been in the back of my head that I realize I really need to get done or just tasks that I'm acknowledging I've put off and that I'm setting the intention to get done that day. Uh, it's not a to-do list. Sometimes after journaling, I will create a to-do list, especially if there's just a more complex week or a slightly more demanding week. Sometimes I do need that kind of extra boundaries, those extra parameters in which I'm encouraging myself to operate in. But again, for me personally, it's much more invitational. It's a lot of encouraging me to kind of integrate these things into my day, into my routines, into my experience, and it's a lot less of a demanding things to play out or behave a certain way. And then um, when I'm in school, I start school at nine. So if I have not journaled three pages, but it's 8.56, then while I've been journaling and sipping my tea, I will just write in my journal like, hey, coming up on nine, not going to get to write as much this morning and that's okay. And I give myself that kind of like clocking in for my own school because my schooling is all online. And if I don't set that routine, then my school doesn't get done. I treat it just as if I had a class exactly at nine, even though that's not the case for me. If you are also a creative or an entrepreneur or somebody who needs to be their own time manager, I do highly recommend um, that part of habit building. Just pretending that you're like going into the office, for example, at nine. And so even if it is 8.56, you know, I only have four minutes or whatever, I will stop journaling and then I will get dressed. Again, getting dressed for me is very ritualistic. The colors that I pick, the pieces that I pick, they all reflect how my body's feeling, how my mind is feeling. And I really enjoy that. Um, that's something that feels very like an exercise in my own agency, an exercise in my own expression. It usually doesn't take me particularly long. Two, three minutes is more than enough for me to get dressed uh, for the day and pick out my jewelry and even throw on a little bit of makeup or again, a little bit of perfume or something. It doesn't tend to be time consuming for me, but it is something that I want to do really intentionally. So if I'm starting to run low on time for that um, really, really intentional start of my work or school day at nine, then I will make sure that I have at least a couple minutes to do that. 
then I normally make a second cup of tea, if we're honest. <laughs> I have been playing around with the amount of caffeine that feels invigorating but not anxiety-inducing for me, and it kind of varies day to day. It can depend on how well I slept. It can depend on... Uh, it can depend on how well the dog walk went. If there are a bunch of other dogs and my dog was barking the whole time that we were on a walk or, um, you know, if it was a really, really, really cold morning and I just want to like, oh, I wanted to be slower and cozier by the time we got home and things like that. So, um, but generally speaking, whether I choose caffeinated or decaffeinated, I do have a second cup of tea first thing in the morning. By the time that second cup of tea is done, I've usually started my day and I've entered kind of some kind of flow or routine and then I will give myself a break when I notice that my stomach is growling and I'll eat a breakfast. It's normally a late breakfast and I would say 75% of the time I'm also making a late breakfast for my spouse who works from home most days. Um, and that's my morning routine. Wow, that was long-winded. There's a lot more in the morning, a lot more of like taking care of other creatures, making sure that like we're all all us creatures in this home are like working in harmony and whatnot. Um, but I share all of those details, again, not because I have anything like figured out or that I'm going to suggest that you like copy paste. Um, that's not what I'm suggesting at all. But I hope that in there, you've maybe heard, especially if you haven't had examples of like a gracious routine or routines or habits that are really setting one's self up like for success in the rest of the day. I have noticed the days where I don't get to journal as much or where on rare occasion I haven't gotten to journal at all that I am so less centered. I'm so more influenced by external factors instead of being influenced or guided by my own tuition, intuition and my own kind of gut feelings. I need my morning routine legitimately as like a vibe check as I move into my day. And I've been really loving this evening routine that sets up the space for me to have that in the morning. I think a lot of the time, the way that we talk about routines and habits, and especially things like morning routines and evening routines, is we talk about them like we are machines. Like if we do these couple specific things, then we'll be so productive. Or if we do X, Y, and Z, or if everyone were to do X, Y, and Z, then every morning we would get so much done and we would just be like these little balls of fire zooming around. And personally, I'm not judging anyone who wants to be a ball of fire because that sounds pretty amazing, but personally... I don't want to be a person that is doing things only to create more or generate more or show up more. I want to be a person who does things because I am a person and I honor my personhood and my humanness. I personally did not create these morning and evening routines in order to generate 10% more content or in order to convince myself 
that I should like take up more space in the world. I like did these things because I deeply believe that I'm worthy of space, whatever space I need to breathe and to feel grounded and to feel present. So I hope this maybe offered you a peek of what it might look like, even in these really kind of simplified ways to be present, to begin to build habits that flow intuitively, that are both, yes, self-centered in a way, like journaling, like making sure that I get that second cup of tea, but that are also very other focused. Like we can have both. We can have both the habits that fulfill us as individuals and the habits and routines that like take care of and maintain our relationships and our homes and our pets' lives, just as examples. Wherever you're at, thank you for witnessing my morning and evening routine as is. I would love to do another episode like this in a year and to see what stayed the same and what's changed. And I'd also like to say that most of my routine is copy-friendly even when I'm not in my own home. So even when I'm not around my pets, for example, recently I went to go visit my grandparents. We had a house sitter and I, so I didn't like need to walk my dogs first thing in the morning, just as an example. And yet all the other parts of my routine were still manageable. So even though my dogs weren't there, I did get out of bed and immediately do some exercise, some movement. It was mostly yoga. It was mostly some like deep, lovely morning lunges. Um, but that's kind of it. And that's okay. I still like got my legs moving, increased my breath flow for a little while, still made my tea. I also within that setting really struggled to journal. And I realized later it's because journaling for me is very vulnerable. I don't journal just about like the comings and goings of the collective experience, though I so admire people who can like be modern historians like that. My journal is very much like the other day I saw this commercial and it was really interesting to me because of X, Y, and Z. And like this commercial was really weird. And I wonder what the marketing department was thinking because if it had been me, I would have done things like, you know, a, B, with A, B, and C instead. And like, so my journal is just chaotic and like this very, for me, very, very intimate insights into my own creative process and my own observations. Anyway, this is to say that I was also in a space where I did not feel comfortable journaling. Um, a space where my nervous system did not feel safe enough to explore or reveal those really like weird, intimate, creative observations. And so I didn't journal and I meditated instead. Basically everything I would have said to my journal, I essentially said to myself, if you will, in my own head while doing some deep breaths and still while sipping my tea. Then obviously in the evening, it wasn't up to me to like clean. Um, I could help with dishes, you know, after dinner or whatever, but it, it wasn't up to me to like make sure that the space was set up for me in the morning. So instead, my evening routine just looked like putting things together on the bedside table in the guest room that we were staying in, but just making sure that it'd be easy for me to find my glasses and my vitamins in the morning. So to each their own. And 
there is something to be said for routines that are flexible, where it's like the essence of the routine is what is grounding you, as opposed to the individual acts themselves. And I also find that this tends to come easier when routines or habits are based off of intuition, are based off of these kind of simplified goals instead of this really large, complex, nitty-gritty, detailed ideals of what we think a routine ought to be. Wherever you're at, in your own routines or lack thereof, thank you for breathing with me. And I hope that you've learned something that feels very aligned and incorporatable for your own routines. This podcast is made entirely possible by Patreon Sacred supporters. If you also consider this work sacred and would like to support the efforts of not only this podcast, but all the other artistic projects that I, Abigail Jewell, have going on, please go to patreon.com slash A-B-I-G-A-I-L-J-E-W-E-L-L, Abigail Jewell. And you can also find the Patreon page by searching for A Stillness. Thanks.